أشهد أن لا إله إلا الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل يا أهل الكتاب تعالوا إلى كلمة سواء بيننا وبينكم ألا نعبد إلا الله ولا نشرك به شيئا ولا يتخذ بعضنا بعضا أربابا من دون الله فإن تولوا فقولوا اشهدوا بأننا مسلمون وقد ورد عن سيد البشر صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال الحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة 
وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله مولانا العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الأمين الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has allowed us to witness yet another new Islamic year The year 1445 And with the passage of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes man to drift further and further away from the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam On account of him being preoccupied with other activities, with things that would lead him away from the sunnah, that would lead him away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we would have these occasions as we would be having, as we have presently the days of Ashura, which will be tomorrow. And these Mubarak occasions for one to once again try to understand that what is our purpose in life? Who are our true leaders in life? What lessons can we take from their lives? What lessons and legacies did they, did they leave behind for us so that on account of us moving away and drifting away you will once again have some form of a reminder and come back to the straight path and normally during these days of Ashura during these days of Muharram we commonly hear mention being made of the Mubarak and the beloved grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hazrat Hussain radiyallahu ta'ala an and his tragic martyrdom and shahadat in Karbala and this is what many of us just know about him that he was the beloved grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he was mercilessly killed and assassinated and made a shaheed on the fields of Karbala. But more than that, what do we know about Hazrat Hussein radiallahu an, about his elder brother Hazrat Hassan radiallahu an, the children of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. So many of us are unacquainted and unaware of what are their true achievements, what are their fazail, their manaqib, their true virtues in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it comes to the two beloved grandsons of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Hassan and Hazrat Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, then many of us have this misunderstanding that they were the only two children of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. But Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala also had a daughter by the name of Umm Kulthum and she was later on to become the wife of Hazrat Umar and the reason being that Umar himself even explained at the time when he made nikah to her that despite there being a huge and a large age gap an age difference between them both. But Umar radiallahu ta'ala an explained that the reason why I am marrying the daughter of Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha is that I want to have the honor of being part of the household and the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That despite Umar radiallahu ta'ala an being such a leading sahabi, the second greatest after Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an, but his love for the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself was such that just in order for him to gain the honor of being part of the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he married the daughter of Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, Hazrat Umm Kulthum. And contrary to the norm, the mahar that Umar radiallahu ta'ala an paid for that nikah was approximately five times more than the normal mahar paid for his other wives. And then he even went on to explain that this is just out of honor for this granddaughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So nonetheless, coming back to Hazrat Hassan and Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, their honor and their greatness and their virtue can be understood just from this fact that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had explained that when it comes to a person's family lineage, a person's descendants, then normally that bloodline 
runs through a person's sons and his grandsons thereafter and not through the children of the daughter. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained that this is an exception to my lineage and my bloodline. That my bloodline and my lineage will run through the children of my daughter, Hazrat Hassan and Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. And therefore we find that any Sayyid or any person who is from the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam right up until now, their lineage will trace back to either Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an or either to Hazrat Hussein radiallahu ta'ala an to either one of them too. So this in itself shows the great honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed these two grandsons of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with that they were now responsible for continuing with the lineage and the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As far as their virtues are concerned that how honorable were they in the eyes of Allah in the eyes of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then one is the popular hadith and the famous hadith that we always hear of in the khutbah of Jumu'ah that Al-Hassan wa Al-Hussein Sayyida Shababi Ahlil Jannah that Hazrat Hassan and Hazrat Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma that both of them are the leaders of the youth of Jannah. But as far as the youth of Jannah is concerned then every person will be at the age of youthfulness in Jannah. So commentators of hadith explain that what is meant by the youth of Jannah they explain that it refers to them being the leaders of those Muslims who passed away in their young age, that they didn't reach an age of where they became old, of where they became white-haired or white-bearded, but rather before reaching that age, they had passed on. So their leaders in Jannah would be Hazrat Hassan and Hazrat Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. And for those who are elders and pass on and enter Jannah, then their leaders would be Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. The Sayyida Kuhuli Ahlil Jannah that they would be the leaders of the elders of the people of Jannah, of the inhabitants of Jannah. So this again shows us the great virtue, the great honor of these two grandsons, beloved grandsons of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Usama bin Zayd radiallahu ta'ala an, who was the son of Hazrat Zayd bin Haritha radiallahu ta'ala an, and he was the adopted son of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Usama bin Zayd radiallahu ta'ala an, he was extremely close to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was after all the son of the adopted son of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was extremely fond of him. That even on occasions like the time of the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah, Hazrat Usama bin Zayd radiallahu ta'ala an was also seated with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on his conveyance. So Usama bin Zayd radiallahu ta'ala an enjoyed a very close relationship with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he explains and he says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion had pointed out to Hazrat Hassan and Hussein radiallahu ta'ala an and then explained and said that Hadani ibnaya that these two Children, both of them are my sons. Wa binti, and these two are the sons of my daughter, Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allahumma inni uhibbuhuma fa'ahibbahuma. That, oh Allah, I have muhabbat and I have love for these two grandsons of mine. So oh Allah, you also have love for them too. But then the dua of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't stop there. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, oh Allah, وَأَحِبَّ مَنْ يُحِبُّهُمَا Oh Allah, and whomsoever loves these two grandsons of mine, oh Allah, you should also have love for such people as well. So this shows us a very easy recipe for us to become the beloveds of Allah. That just by, by us having love for Hazrat Hassan and Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, the two beloved grandsons of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we will earn for ourselves this dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That, وَأَحِبَّ مَنْ يُحِبُّهُمَا that, oh Allah, you should love those who have love for my two grandsons, Hassan and Hussein, 
So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's attachment, his love and his bond with his grandsons was extreme and extremely intense. In fact, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would say that in al-Hasan wal Hussein that Hassan and Hussein that both of them are my flowers from this dunya that like how normally a person who has a garden and he is very passionate about his garden so he will have a particular plant a certain flower that he will always keep his eye on that from all from the rest of the plants he will make sure that this plant is well kept because he says that my heart is attached to these two this plant so likewise Nabi says that these two grandsons of mine, they are my flowers, that my attachment to them is extremely great. My eyes are always upon them. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would always keep a very watchful eye on both of these two grandsons of his. As Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an, on one occasion, someone asked him that, tell us, what do you remember about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He explains and says that on an occasion that I was with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then we came across a heap of kajurs and dates and he was a young child. So as we have it, children when they would see anything sweet, anything that they would like, that without even asking, their hands will just reach out and grab it. Was the Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an seeing this whole heap of kajurs and dates. So he put his hand out took one kajur and placed it into his mouth. And immediately Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam thrust his Mubarak finger into the mouth of Hassan radiallahu ta'ala and pulled out that kajur. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam told him that just stop there, don't ever do this. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam went on to explain that this kajur or this heap of kajur, that this was kajur for sadaqah, meaning to give out to the poor, this was a wajib sadaqah. And we, the family members, you being my family member and myself, that we are unable to accept any wajib sadaqah, any zakat from any person. Yes, some nafil charity, lilla, that we can accept. But when it comes to wajib sadaqah, wajib charity, like sadaqatul fitr, or it comes to zakat, then the family members of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, their honor, their respect is such that it does not behove the ummatis to give them wealth, which is supposed to be wealth that is going to purify their wealth. Because this wealth of zakat as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam explained that this wealth of zakat that is given out, that this wealth is a means of purifying your other wealth that is behind. So this wealth which is going to be a means of purifying your wealth that is behind, that wealth is not befitting for the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Hassan radiallahu ta'ala explains that this is one of the many incidents that I recall of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam always had a watchful eye over his grandsons. And this again teaches us a very great lesson that as parents or as grandparents, then it does not mean that we can just leave our children to do as they want. But from time to time, we need to seat them down to make them understand that these are the laws of deen. These are the teachings of, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That we need to make them understand that after all, we are firstly Muslims that we need to understand our role and our purpose in this world. That it is not just for play and amusement. <coughs> that as children, they will have their time for play and amusement and that we cannot stop them from that. But we will need to show them the limits. We will need to show them where the line needs to be drawn and that they are after all the truths, the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in every matter of life, they will have to accept the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the great lesson that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has taught us in this incident that despite Hassan radiallahu ta'ala being of a tender age that many a times 
when we would see a child doing something wrong so parents normally have the tendency of saying that never mind just leave him he is still small as he grows up he will learn here nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam from that small tender age instilled these great values teaching hasan radiyallahu ta'ala an that this is the law of being a family member of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that wealth of zakat wealth of wajib sadaqa that we can never touch so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam never leave it for a later occasion likewise the famous dua that we normally recite at the time of qunut nazila or sometimes the other madhhabs like the shafi madhhab etc then in their qunut they would recite it allahumma hdina fi man hadayt وعافنا في من عافيت so hasan radiyallahu ta'ala an again when he was asked that what did nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam teach you so he says that i recall and i remember nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam teaching me this entire dua of allahumma hdina fi man hadayt wa'afina fi man afayt that despite it being quite a lengthy dua not a very short dua but at a tender age nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught him these duas that if you look at the time of the demise of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam hasan radiyallahu ta'ala an he was not more than 8 years old he was born in the year 3ah hazrat husain radiyallahu ta'ala an was born a year later in the year 4ah so they and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away in the beginning of the 11th year after hijrah so they wouldn't have been more than 8 or 7 years of age but yet nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam took out the time to teach his grandson hazrat hasan radiyallahu ta'ala an this dua that now this is a dua that you will be reciting in salah this is how you will recite this dua and so forth so we find that again nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam took out the time to sit down with his grandsons not just to play with them not just to pass time with them but teach them these lessons of deen these duas for that need to be recited in salah anas radiyallahu ta'ala an on one occasion he explains that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam would come to the house of fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha for anas radiyallahu ta'ala an he was aware of every action of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was the khadim and the special attendant of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the time of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's arrival in madina munawwara right till the time of the demise of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says that at times nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would come to the house of fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha and then he would come to the door and then he would call fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha and say that ud'i li ibniya that oh fatima that bring my two sons to me, call them to me. And then he says, Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala an says, then when Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha would bring both of them to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَيَشُمُّهُمَا وَيَضُمُّهُمَا إِلَيْهِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would then begin smelling them. Like how normally we would cuddle with a young child, with an infant child, and parents or grandparents or siblings, they would say that what a lovely smell, a fragrance this child has. And then they would smell that child. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the very same. That his closeness, his attachment, his love for his grandsons didn't stop him from expressing his love in this way. Like how a normal <coughs> grandparent or a normal parent will show for their own children. That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would smell them. وَيَضُمُّهُمَا And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would take both of them to himself and push them to his body. That like how you would cuddle with a child. So again, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam teaching us another great lesson. That no matter who you are, but show that love, show that affection to the child. The child after all needs that attention, needs that love to be shown. And if that love and attention is not going to be shown at home, then the child will look for that love and attention outside of that home and elsewhere. And that is when all hell will break loose. But one does not know who the child will then look for to gain that love from, to gain that affection from. And many a times, 
the child is then taken onto that wrong path. So parents also need to play that crucial and important role, especially in these times where it is so easy for the child to just move away from the straight path, to move away from the sunnah of Rasulullah So the more love and affection we would show this, our children, the easier it would be for us to instill values within them, to pass on the true teachings of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On one occasion, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Burira radiallahu ta'ala an, he explains that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was seated on the member and he was delivering a khutbah, he was explaining aspects of deen to us. And then all of a sudden, Hazrat Hassan and Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, they came out from their home, from the house of Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, and both of them were dressed in reddish garments. So Burida radiallahu ta'ala an explains that yamshiyan wa ya'thirani ala thawbihima that both of them were walking but because of their tender age they were tripping upon their garments. So then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while delivering that khutbah stopped midway, walked down the member and then he says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lifted up both of these grandsons and brought them with him to the member. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala an Allah that how true are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Majid that where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains that your wealth and your children they are a test and a trial for you and then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on to explain to the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum that I saw these two grandsons coming in and I saw that they were walking tripping and falling getting up again tripping and falling but I was unable to hold myself back I had to go forward and pick them up and bring them and seat them next to me. So this was the close attachment, that love that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had for these two grandsons. Hazrat Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an, he explains that on one occasion, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was carrying Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an on his back. So like how again parents or grandparents, they would carry their grandchildren or their children on their backs. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa never felt ashamed of doing this even in the presence of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So one Sahabi saw this, that Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an, that he is seated on the back of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is walking.